Hey everybody, I hope you're having a really great day. Welcome to I Am Unwell, my podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Oletti. Now, normally, I first share how I am unwell today, and then I tell you something that is going well. But today, I'm gonna flip the script. I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna tell you what is going well. I got a therapist. Her name is Joe, and I think we really vibe. She has a nose piercing. She used curse words. I felt I was with a kindred spirit. She asked me amazing questions, gave me a lot to think about, and she thinks we have a lot to work with, which I guess (laughs) is good (laughs) because at least we have stuff to work with. Um, But it's also kind of like when a therapist says that to you, you're like, oh, (laughs) but no, I'm actually really, really excited about it. And I, I look forward to the hard work that we're going to have to do together. So, oddly enough, just a day after I saw her, or two days or so, I had a full mental breakdown. A full-ass mental breakdown. This is something that happens to me, like, every few months, where it's the same cycle of self-sabotaging thoughts, right? It's, I don't have any skills. I will never amount to anything. Everybody hates me. I'm a burden. I'm a monster. I'm toxic. You know, I don't know if anyone else has that same thought tornado happen to them, but that's what happens to me anytime that I have like, I mean, a full mental breakdown. And so that happened just uh, yesterday, actually. I wanted to record this episode yesterday, but then... (laughs) that happened. So now I'm here the next day, bright and ready to record. (laughs) So today's topic was inspired by my original reason for being unwell. And that reason was a stress dream that I had just this past week. I had it the day before I was going to my very first session with my new therapist. So obviously I was probably stressed about that and it came out in this wackadoo dream excuse me it came out in this crazy dream (laughs) where I and a friend opened an aquarium right but I look around and I realize I I don't know anything about taking care of marine life like aquatic life I've never even had a goldfish let alone a whole aquarium and I'm looking and I notice that I've put all of these different sea creatures into this giant tank all together I don't know if they're gonna get along and I look at my friend I'm like yo we don't know how to do this we have to hire a a real aquatic expert to make sure that we're not endangering all of these animals right so the inspector comes And it's a dream. So in the blink of an eye, all of this has happened. And I am told that, yes, we had endangered all the lives of these animals. And they had already drained the tank and taken all of the animals away. Now, in the midst of all of that chaos, in my dream, I remember, I'm late for my first therapy appointment. I look at a watch. It's precisely 4.10. 10 minutes late. My appointment's supposed to be at 4. I'm already 10 minutes late. 
in my dream, right? I'm running, trying to get there. And I'm running through this city. And I finally make it to the building. I open the door. I realize that I have walked in on a group therapy session. And they're all speaking in French. Yeah. So if any of you out there happen to be dream interpreters, I would love it if you could hit me up. Let me know what the heck that was all about. <laughs> Especially that French part. Like, my God. Is it just, do I feel unprepared? I don't know. Okay. This episode's not about dream interpretation. It's about stress dreams. How to prevent them. What they could mean. And the eight common types. So, let's get into it. When I first typed in stress dreams into Google, three questions popped up. What are stress dreams trying to tell you? How do you get rid of stress dreams? And are stress dreams a symptom of anxiety? And I was like, perfect. That's our episode. Thank you, Google. <laughs> first off, I'm going to give you the definition that I found on psychcentral.com. Stress dreams are distressing or anxiety-provoking dreams or nightmares that occur during your REM cycle, which is the stage of sleep when scientists think most dreaming occurs. They can be particularly vivid or recurrent. I will totally vouch for the vivid and recurrent. My stress dreams, I can recall, I feel like almost to a T, they are so vivid. And sometimes I wake up from a stress dream and it takes me a while to recover. Like, I truly feel that stress, so... Stress dreams are wild. <laughs> so what could a stress dream trying to be telling you? According to Bustle.com, stress dreams are your brain's vague way of telling you you're stressed in your waking life. Sometimes decoding a stress dream can help you understand what's going on. While everyone's stress dreams can be different, there are a few common types of stress dreams. This is what I'm really excited to dig into. There are a bunch on this list that I know I have experienced personally. One very disturbing one that I was quite relieved to read was a quote, common stress dream. So I'm interested to see if you relate to any of these. Since there's eight, I don't want to information dump too much on you. So I'm going to break it up into four and four. I'll list the four common types and then I'll go back through and tell you what those could mean. So the first bundle of four are being chased, falling, arguments and fights, or trying to find lost things. All right, so being chased. First of all, yuck. I don't like running. Not even in my dreams. So being chased, often in a chase dream, you could feel like you're fleeing a threat of some kind or you're feeling very unsafe. I can imagine if you're feeling really nervous about something that maybe this dream could pop up. Or if you, I mean, if you're in a really unsafe situation, if you're feeling threatened about something, that could totally pop up in your dreams as a means of trying to deal with that. Now, up next, we have falling. And this one blew my mind. So I'm basically just going to read verbatim what I read in the article. 
feeling like you're falling in your dreams is actually a brain quirk, not an emotional thing. If you tend to feel like you're tumbling through space, flying, or weightless, it may be because your body is undergoing a hypnic jerk in which the brain gets confused about gravity. As you fall asleep, your brain shuts down certain components, including its sense of weight and bodily position. If this part of the brain suddenly wakes up as the body relaxes into deep sleep, it can get its signal scrambled, hence the feeling of falling through space. It's a very scary way to wake up. I do not like that feeling when you wake up and you're like, <gasps> boom, like you almost feel like your body is actually hitting the mattress. That is wild. The next one on the list is arguments and fights. <sighs> this is one that stresses me out a lot when I have them. Dreams are often a part of emotional processing. So it's not known exactly how they help us emotionally, but your subconscious is trying to work through stuff. And that's why arguments and fights are pretty common in stress dreams. A study published in Frontiers in Psychology in 2000, in 2019 <laughs> suggests that dream experiences can diffuse emotional issues we can't deal with in our waking lives. And this helps us create new scenarios that we can control. Which I think is really interesting, especially if you're someone who um, likes to experiment with lucid dreaming, where you, you do have full control over your dream experience. I don't have that ability. I've never really played with it. So when I'm fighting people in my dream, it is like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm in control. Sometimes I do feel like in my dreams, though, I do say things that I wish I would have said in real fights, just recreated in dream fights, if that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Moving on. The fourth one in that was trying to find lost things. So this might be your brain trying to help you deal with something really stressful coming up. So like uh, that gave the example, maybe you have a big exam coming up or a big event that you've been preparing for. Researchers believe that this phenomena is phenomena. <laughs> Researchers think that this is something called threat simulation theory in which the brain rehearses all the things that can go wrong in order to help us cope in real life when they may very well go wrong. So that's really interesting. All right. So to recap those first four, being chased, falling, arguments and fights, and trying to find lost things. Boom. The next four are all heinous. Are you ready? <laughs> In this order, bugs, natural disasters, teeth falling out. I cannot wait to get to that one because that is one of my most common stress dreams and I was so relieved to find that on this list because I know I'm not crazy. And then the fourth is paralysis, which is also big yuck. No, thank you. So we're going to go back up to the top with them bugs. <laughs> so in dreams, bugs can relate to fears about viruses, cleanliness, controlling your environment, or worries about your body. Or it says in parentheses, just a standard yucky nightmare. Yes, big yuck. So my husband, when we were dating in college, his house got bed bugs. Bed a bugs. -a. And I was the one who discovered them. So, ooh, 
<gasps> I, ever since I have been plagued with bad bug dreams, not bed bug dreams, bad bug dreams, bugs of all sorts, bugs of all sizes, fucking bugs, okay? <laughs> I do not like that. Gross. Moving on, thankfully, to natural disasters. And all it said about having natural disaster dreams is that it's likely a reflection of increased anxiety. So, I mean, hell yeah, if you're feeling really anxious, if I, I would totally dream of an earthquake. My anxiety just, like, makes the earth beneath me rumble. That makes total sense. Okay. Here we are. Teeth falling out. I have this one, like I said, the, the most. Out of this whole list of stress dreams, this is the one I have the most. So what it says is that stress dreams about bodily issues like your teeth falling out or limbs not working or, Jesus, limbs falling off. I just added that because I thought of it. <laughs> Gross. So this could reflect worries about illness or a lack of control and loss in waking life. I mean, yeah, I'm a total control freak, so I think that makes sense that I have a lot of teeth falling out dreams. Totally. Finally, we've come to paralysis. Big yuck. If you're dreaming that you can't move, it might actually be a reality outside of your dream. <laughs> If you're paralyzed during sleep, oh, sorry, I read that wrong. You're paralyzed during sleep to stop you from hurting yourself or acting out your dreams. So if you wake up and you discover that you can't move or speak, it's a phenomenon known as sleep paralysis, where your brain just hasn't quite adjusted to the fact that you're awake and it's keeping you immobile or keeping you paralyzed. Now, it doesn't go into this in the article, but sleep paralysis in, like, the paranormal ghosty world is a whole other ball game, And paranormal stuff is one of my passions, so maybe I'll do, like, a little sub-episode once in a while about stuff like that. Because it doesn't fully relate to mental health so much as the boogity-boogity, so <laughs> I would love to do that, but... Anyway, we've talked about now all eight. So, from the top, eight common stress dreams, being chased, falling, arguments and fights, trying to find lost things, bugs, natural disasters, teeth falling out, and paralysis. You're probably wondering, how can we prevent these stress dreams? Well, unfortunately, my dear listeners, it's just... Managing your stress, which, yo, I know, that's like an impossible ask. It sometimes feels like an impossible ask, but I did find some easy things that may help, especially right before bed. It's not managing your stress all day, every day, <laughs> because who can do that? It's something you can do right before bed that may just help your brain a little bit and so you don't have bad dreams that make you feel like you're not sleeping. So you can spend time winding down before bed. It's generally a good rule of thumb to start about an hour before bedtime. And during this time, you can engage in a relaxing activity that you enjoy, like reading or maybe listening to music. I wouldn't use too many screens, I would like to add to that. I just know from 
uh, experience and from lots of things I've read it and lots of things I've read in the past that say the blue light from our phones and stuff is just like it doesn't help you um, fall asleep any faster <laughs> that's for sure okay this one I found really helpful this next bullet I found really helpful it says to schedule worry time if you are finding it difficult to control your worrying prior to bedtime Schedule a specific time in the day when you're allowed to worry. Find a time that's convenient for you and maybe write down your concerns or limit the time to a specific amount and then stick to it by planning something to do afterward. Something else you can do is you can think about your bedroom as just a place for sleep, sexy time, and pleasant activities. Try to limit the time in bed that you spend worrying or just being anxious. So... I gotta. St I guess I should stop using my bed as a place to come and cry. <laughs> so if you find yourself lying awake in bed, stressed out, leave the bedroom and spend some time in another room until you feel sleepy. That's really good advice, honestly. Okay, in this last one, it says practice relaxation techniques. There are other ways to relax while getting ready for bed, like breathing exercises or guided imagery progressive muscle relaxation. There are so many apps to choose from that can help guide you. And these techniques can help you all throughout the day. Well, now I feel like an asshole for saying not to use your phone. <laughs> if you need to use an app to deep breathe, I guess you can use your phone. I'm sorry. I take it back. You go ahead and use it. <laughs> okay. Oh, this was another good question. What do you do to calm down after a stress dream or a nightmare? Well, first of all, this is something that I try to do that's helped me a lot if I like wake up in the middle of the night is do not look at the clock. Like don't look at it because counting the minutes will only heighten your stress and it will, you'll just be thinking about how late it is and how you can't sleep and you'll think about the time ticking by and you're still not asleep and then it just keeps going on and on. So don't look at the clock. Just like, just do your best. Turn your phone upside down. I don't know if you have an alarm clock, turn that shit around. <laughs> you can also try to relax your body. You can, if you wanted to use one of those, a physical relaxation techniques you can try one of those and try to get yourself more relaxed and then again you can you can just get out of bed if you can't fall back asleep after a stressful dream maybe try getting out of bed decrease that frustration if you spend more time in bed just hopelessly trying to get back to sleep or trying to figure out what your dream meant it's just gonna keep you up and you're gonna get more frustrated you're gonna be more tired so leave your room leave your bed Find an activity that's uninteresting or boring. And then when you get sleepy, just go back to bed. Yeah. So we've talked about the eight common types, what stress dreams are, and then um, how to manage those dreams. And the third question that popped up on Google was, are stress dreams a symptom of anxiety? And you know what? After all we've just learned, I think we can agree that they definitely are. So I decided to ask a different question that I think is important to think about. And that's, when should you get help? When, when is it too much? When are you having these dreams kind of too regularly? 
they're certainly not having a good impact on your mental health. So when do you need to get help? What I found was that given that stress dreams are associated with anxieties in everyday life, speaking to a doctor or a therapist could be a helpful way for you to get assistance with working through your worries or managing your anxiety. Hopefully this will lessen the frequency of those stress dreams. But if you're finding that these dreams are causing you significant distress and they're impacting your day-to-day life, it really might be time to consider additional professional support from a mental health professional or a sleep specialist, especially if this is causing true sleep issues. That was kind of my soapbox for the end of the episode. If these are truly impairing your quality of life, if you're having enough stress dreams that it is following you all the time, please, please, please get help. I I feel like I have them way more often than normal people, but At least I'm in therapy, so we can talk about it. (laughs) So I really liked this topic. I've had fun with this episode. If you would like to keep up with me, you can check me out on Instagram at imunwell.pod. My sources today were bustle.com, psychcentral.com, and clevelandclinic.org. I hope you all have a great rest of your night and sweet dreams the sweetest love y'all